This episode of the Golf Gaming Podcast on the Sports Gaming Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today. You bet 100 bucks and you get 100 bucks at sportsgamingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions do apply. All right, DJs, welcome back. Uh, Steve ran solo yesterday, but your boy Boston Capper is back for the Genesis DFS breakdown uh, with the God of Golf himself, Steve Shermer, and very special guest, Mr. Kenny Kim. Kenny, good to finally have you on, man. Hey, man, it's, it's a pleasure, man. I'm glad to be on with you guys. Looking forward to it. Should be a good time. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so we, we're talking offline. Uh, you, you have, you've only had two drinks since. No, it's two two days of drinking. Two days of drinking. Two, two days, days of two drinking. Days. Yeah. So one was the Caps Penguins game. Okay. Uh, I, I, I uh, the Caps Pens game. Uh, you know, I go to my favorite bar downtown, right across the street from uh, Cap One Arena. I know the bartender there. You know, he he makes like these pint glasses just of Crown and Rocks. Yeah, and I, so saw I, post, I saw you post yeah, that on Twitter. <laughs> I, I had about I had about three of those, and my buddy had three, and our bill was like twenty four bucks. You know, and we're, we're mm-hmm. hanging out Very with some chicks, bottom shots. And so it was great. We gave like a $150 tip. Yeah. Uh, but, but the great thing is, you know, it's literally right across the street. So um, we just walk in and we don't really, uh, you have one drink at, at the stadium and you're okay because you're already, exactly. already ready to rock, basically. Already tilted. Yep. Love it. What was the other day? Yesterday, Super Bowl Sunday. All right. Yeah. Hey, right. I, I took it a little bit easy. I don't drink beer often. Yeah. Like, I'm not a beer guy. I knew I had to work uh, today, uh, but I was at my boss's house. But I felt, and he was drinking. Uh, he actually—that's that's a free pass. Yeah, well, he actually passed up on a third quarter, snoring next to me while I'm watching this game. Uh, but uh, yeah, so so that's what happened. So I so I had like seven beers. That's the most beers I've had. I mean, outside of a golf course, in as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I mean, do you, uh, so when does the mood strike for you? Is it just around sporting events or do you just kind of get like a inkling just, uh, all right, I mean, I'll just let it rip tonight. Oh, you know, the doc sort of told me I'm not supposed to be drinking so much anymore. So I, you know, I'm getting a little bit older. So I'm sort of taking heed. The issue is I need some sort of vice. Uh, so of course, you know, you know, I've been smoking more pot and eating edibles, uh, and shit like that. And that that's basically has been keeping me, you know, level while uh, i am not drinking as much and you know I, I i don't tell the doctor has no idea whether it's good for me or bad for me yet so it's better than drinking where he knows it's bad you know it's bad so, exactly. uh, so you, you do sati- are you just sativa guy yeah I, I, like a sativa guy. I, I mean I, I i don't really care just give me the highest potency shit you can find and i'm good to go <laughs> yeah i'm hey, good to it. go uh, there you go. Well, you say you watched the Super Bowl yesterday. Uh, you had the big Chiefs bat. Congratulations on that. Uh, Capper and I did not. We had uh, the Eagles. So, uh, any impressions on the game? Uh, I mean, to me, I, I, I had a feeling I was going to see on uh, ESPN that Patrick Mahomes was going to pop for a PED. I thought he was done after he took that, uh, you know, the shot to the ankle. But uh, yeah, early. Uh, yeah, and he came back in the second half of Superman. Uh, it was. Uh, I, I mean, they gave him the right pills. They gave him the I, right I, shots. I said he Paul pierced it up. Like, listen, as a Boston fan, like, even I got on Paul Pierce for that fucking bullshit wheelchair thing. And, like, it, he does the same thing like like LeBron does. You know, if he misses a free throw, he shakes the hand for the camera. And, like, th- he was screaming in agony, and then all of a sudden he's back perfectly fine in the second half. Get the fuck out of here. 
I mean, you know, they, they got good drugs in the They NFL, do have good man. drugs in the NFL. And I would say a little cordol, you're good to go, man, for yeah, real. I, I, I mean, that's probably what happened. That would be my guess. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, why don't we transition to golf? Uh, Wait, real, real quick, real quick before golf, I want to ask Kenny about hockey real quick. So, okay, you're a big sure. hockey guy? Okay, not really. I'm a big Capitals guy. Uh, I love the sport, okay. but I just don't really pay attention to anybody outside the Caps. Uh, really. Okay. Uh, so I wouldn't say like I'm a you know a humongous ca- a hockey fan. Like I watch the Caps games, but yeah. I literally don't pay attention to anything else going on in the league. Uh, <laughs> basically, except my capital. So I don't know what that means as as, as a fandom, uh, because you know I've yeah. gone to maybe the games, uh, favorite sporting events to go to. Uh, so yeah, I've been going since I was a little kid at the old Cap Center down in Landover, Maryland. There, which yeah, is yeah. a hike. So I mean, almost forty years of games. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a hockey in person is fucking great. I'm a big Bruins guy, and so you guys whooped us up after we uh, we came back off our break the other day. That was not fun. Yeah, and sort of, uh, I didn't sort of why I, I, wore, I wore the shirt. <laughs> oh, is it? Oh, very nice. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, I'm the same. I'm the same way. Like, I, like I'm, I, I know the Bruins up, down, and sideways, and I know like the Pens and the Caps and like the Canadians because I fucking hate the Canadians and like the guys who are like our rivals, like Tampa, but Western Conference shit. Uh-uh. Like, I don't know. I was like, uh, I no I, I, if I no tripped idea. over some of those guys, I wouldn't know who they were. Yeah, exactly. So you bet on the Caps a lot? No, I don't bet on anything but golf and football. Because, you know, the funny <laughs> thing is, like, I live my life and I don't have many restrictions. And, you know, I tend to do what I want and have plenty of vices. But when it comes to gambling, I sort of stick to my bankroll. Uh, I have, like, specific yeah. rules. And for some reason, I can follow them. I, I don't know why. Because I can't follow any other rules in the wrestler part of my life, uh, but when it comes to betting and DFS, for some reason I can do it. I don't know; it's weird. Ah, that's a, that's a that's a gift that I wish I had. The uh, I'm so happy football's fucking over, so I can only bet golf. I am so happy football's over. I mean, you'll find I mean you'll find different ways. You'll probably get into a USFL or XFL or something like that. Look at that itch. You're probably right. Yeah, probably. Oh, well. I know you too. We've done 230 shows. I, I know you very well. So, all right. So let's let's transition to golf. So, uh, you know, another elevated event. Great event last week. Uh, a lot of basically the same players. We're going to run it back this week. So, uh, Kenny, why don't you just kind of go over a little bit, just high level. Um, what are some of the changes you're probably thinking about in terms of a player you want this week versus, you know, um, you know, Scottsdale last week? Okay. Well, I mean, the biggest one is my pick to win. Uh, my favorite play, uh, bet him at 14-1, even though last week he was my fave of the week uh, right. in my article. Uh, it's Justin Thomas. Okay. Uh, here, here's the thing about JT. I had him as my fave of the week last week just because he hasn't been playing very well, you know? Right. He hadn't had a top 10. Uh, he had a top 10 in 10 events, you know, that right. had outside of, like, the small 30-man field hero-type bullshit events that he had. Uh, he just wasn't up there with the other at the same level with the other guys around him. Now, of course, JT can hit at any time, and yep. that's basically what happened last week. And so, you know, he gained what twelve and a half strokes T to green. Yeah. And, and the thing about JT is the man can get hot. Like if you look at his, uh, if you look at his career and his finishes, you'll see a lot of his uh, top finishes are all right next to each other. He'll have like a six-week period where he has like you know two wins and two other top fives. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the way JT plays. When he finds something in his game, it sort of goes for more than one week. You know, and so I think he found something last week uh, in, in his ball striking. Poa, it's his best, um, you know, a best putting surface to put on. Nope. He he's my guy this week for everything. 
Uh, yeah. He's one of my cash game cornerstones. Uh, you know, I'm betting him 14 to one. I'm thinking of breaking my rule where I, you know, I have, you know, I play, I play cash games like 45% and GPPs 50, 55%. Right. And yeah. so my cash guys who are in that lineup, I, I normally don't play them over 20% in my GPPs okay. because I don't want one golfer being like 73% of my bankroll. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm a very conservative player. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, I'm thinking of breaking that rule and going JT is my highest owner GPPs too. Uh, that's how strong uh, I Love like J, J, JT this week. I think he's going to win. He's the pick to win. Uh, if if I had the balls, I would just take my whole bankroll and bet it on him uh, this week. I don't. That's so I it around. <laughs> but but yeah, there we go. Because listen, I love JT too. He was the he was my first uh, he was my first bet this week. I think he figured out something with that driver. And he looks so – he was doing whatever the fuck he wanted with that driver. And on Sunday, like, just charging up the leaderboard. I love it. Same thing Same thing you said. Like, listen, when he can get hot, he can get going. JT's probably always the putter, but it mean, it's the same thing with everybody. Like, same thing we said about Scotty Scheffler last week. You, you know, like, listen, if he can putt, he can win, right? And it's up and down, and it hadn't been good in a couple months. And look, spikes it, and forget about it. You know, so like, yeah, I love I love JT this week. So when you say you're a more conservative player, um, so I don't know. I mean, forever ago, we probably talked about cash versus GPPs. You got any nuggets you want to give to our, to our guys about like how you manage your bankroll for like your well, cash game versus your GPPs? Sure. Here's the thing. I want to play long run. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a rich man. I can't <laughs> afford, I can't afford to lose like thousands of dollars a week. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And so, you know, I bet about $525 in, in DFS a week. Okay. Uh, I will put 400, uh, $245. Uh, in one cash lineup. Okay. Uh, and so, you know, I've been known for my cash game corner. So this is sort yep. of how I made my bones. I've been doing this for, you know, almost eight years now. Yep. Uh, you know, I've had runs that have been crazy with cash and it's sort of kept me afloat. Uh, so basically, you know, so I'm not going bankrupt and broke every year uh, when I do this, which is very, very easy to do. Uh, you know what I'm very saying? Easy. So yeah, very easy to do. So, uh, you know, I, I played at 245 in cash, one lineup. So I played the same lineup in all single entry double ups, like the $100, the $50, yeah. 25s, a couple of them. And then he adds up to 245 bucks. And then, uh, you know, I throw it in a $5, drive the green. And then my way doing GPPs, my goal is to win the $5 this year. Okay. Uh, I've won, I've won a, a few GPPs in my day, but like the last real golf one. It was like 2018. I won like a right. couple in 2016. You know what I'm saying? It's been you're like, oh, this shit's this shit's in 2016. You're like, this shit's easy, uh, easy, easy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so I was like, damn. Uh, and so it's been a while. It's you know, and then last last couple of years I've come real close. I had some couple top tens. You know, had weeks where I've had lineups right there in first place going into Sunday. That's happened like at least three or four times in the last year. Yeah. Uh, and so that that's my other goal. So I put the other. You know, bit of money to two hundred. I make fifty-two lineups in the in the five dollar, and I try and just win that. And so, so okay. the cash is if I win in cash, I'm going to win overall for the week. Right. You know what I'm saying? And as long yeah. as you win like 60, 60, 60 plus percent of the time, you're going to be okay. You know, and that's that's sort of my goal. I had one bad stretch, but other than that, it's been around there. And I had one year, which is ridiculous, where I won like seventy-three percent of the time. I was like 2018, yeah, 2019. I think, 
Yeah, that sounds right. Because like, not to make you feel old, right? But before we we got before we got started, and like I was getting into golf DFS, I listened I listened to you, and I and I listened to you before you had Tambo too. Who, who was the previous host? Brad. Brad, that's right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, man, that's uh, that's crazy. And Steve, I, I feel like I feel like you take the same approach on DFS, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I'm pretty conservative better too. Uh, you know, with both DFS and my betting card, uh, I, you know, basically just strict to, uh, you know, kind of like, you know, $5 games to uh, you know, cash and GBPs. And then with my betting card too, just very structured, uh, you know, I'm definitely a little more careful than my co-host here for, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I hit the mini max, uh, last in the fall. Did I hit the uh, fall? That's Steve? one of the toughest uh, ones to win. So possibly <laughs> yeah, it was it hit like four grand. I was like, let's yeah. try the five, five, five. Let's try that. Let's do that. Let's try that. That lasted for five minutes. I like mid cash like fucking three weeks. That's not bad. And then one night, that's not bad. And then like like one night, I was decided let's go let's go three max after a few too many gin and tonics Mm -hmm. and. uh, I really do need a breathalyzer on my Steve, <laughs> Steve calls it uh, the two key system. Like he needs to get, a, he, I need to call him and ask permission before I'm allowed to place like late night bets. Exactly. Yeah. It's, like, it's like launching a nuclear weapon. You need, you know, double author, uh, authorization at that point. So, all right, why don't we take a break? Uh, I, my stream is mass all messed up. So I'm going to hop off. Uh, you're going to do the average and then I will be right back. All right, that sounds like a plan. Well, listen, WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gamer Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there's tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays, a.k.a. WinBets. Build your own bet. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. If you're ready to play, go sign up today and receive a special offer. You bet 100 bucks, you get 100 bucks. It's limited to state availability. And, of course, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get $1,000 in free credit. There's so much to choose from, and all you got to do is head over to sportsgamerpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamerpodcast.com. Podcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer is subject to change. Terms and conditions with that.com. Must be 21 or older. President's Day will play through with that is available. If you or someone you know has a game of Chrome, call 522-4700. All right. How's that looking now? Much better. You're, All right. You're, there we go. You're, I'm you're, not just blurry cl- screen that you guys no. got to guess why I want to hop in or not. It doesn't look like you're witness protection. Anymore. <laughs> there we go. All right. So, all right. So you're on JT this week. That's your big play up at the top there. Uh, so just look at it like, you know, some of the guys about nine thousand dollars. Why don't we just start there? Uh, where do you think ownership is going to, you know, shake out? Um, you know, as far as like, do you think guys are going to want to go back to Rom after he played really well or Scheffler, or do you think they're going to start maybe around JT, Rory, Xander that range and try and get as many of those guys in the top end, you know, as possible there? Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not the best ownership guru when it comes down to it, but I, I, you know, I'm a chalky guy. Like every pick I pick is like chalk city. That's just the way it's been like my whole fucking life. And so I would guess Justin Thomas is probably going to be one of the more popular plays on the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, that so I'm just basing that on many years of chalkiness uh, when it comes to myself. Uh, so that would be my guess. I think a lot of people are going to start with JT and Xander as well. Uh, because you could start your lineup real strong with about two or three of these guys in that higher AK range, not bad. Uh, even if you get to the lower AK range, not bad. Uh, you know, you can go four guys, 8K and above, and feel pretty strongly about yourself. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I you know, as far as JT goes, I, I think you're right. I think he's definitely going to be chalky. I think, uh, you know, he was struggling for a while there, and I think just any time he gives some sort of semblance of, you know, he's back, like like he did on Sunday, making that charge. And, you know, he's finished second here. He probably should have won the year that J.B. Holmes uh, won it. Of course he should have, J.B. Yeah. fucking Holmes. Oh, God. <laughs> Slow play. Oh, 
awful. I know. Yeah, I, I had a bet on JT that weekend. Not, uh, it was not great. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I agree. I you know I think he can be you know really good at this course. Obviously, he's got a great course this year. I think I think Rory is also going to be really popular. Um, I you know this just seems like a spot for him where yeah he disappointed last week in Scottsdale. That was his first United States event. Now he's got his feet wet going to a golf course that he has a lot of success at. Um, you know he still hit the ball really good last week. I think people are going to recognize that and go to him. And then Tony Finau, I think that's another popular play. I, I like Finau a lot this week. He's got two runner-up finishes. He hit the ball great. Couldn't really putt very well. Uh, it's Scottsdale, but uh, you know I'm big on guys who are really good around the green this week. It seems like you know with anytime you get to a golf course that you have low driving accuracy rates, low green and regulation rates, they tend to be an up and down contest. And Tony has really improved that area, especially out of bunkers too. I mentioned that in the show last night that these are really tough bunkers to try and get up and down from. So, um, yeah. yeah, so I, I think of all three popular options, I think I'm gravitating more towards Tony. Maybe I'm a little biased because I bet him outright. I didn't bet JT. I had to pick, uh, you know, choose between them, but, um, I, I think those are, you know, fine choices. So Capper, what about you? Let me, let- so, well, let me ask you guys something first, right? So, like, this is a course where you can see in the course history where it's, like, top five, top five, cut. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is a course that can fucking eject you. Mm-hmm. So, how much are you, are you putting a ton of weight into course history here? Or is it is it just based on the type of golfer that should excel here, right? But good on power, good off the tee, good around the green. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously there's a profile I'm looking for. Uh, no. Having good course history here does help. I think at this tournament, though, sometimes you have wind issues that you know can affect some of the results. This is gonna be this is gonna be kind of a weird tournament too, where you know it's gonna be difficult. It's gonna be firm. Sometimes the ball just bounces in the wrong area, and you can you know it 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 can get away from you very quickly at this golf course. So yeah, like obviously at Riviera, you tend to see the same guys do pretty well over and over. So it's a little bit of a combination I'm using as far as profile history. Uh, I have noticed though over the last like five or six years or so, because they haven't done a, too many alterations to the golf course. Guys who tend to be a little longer have had a little more success here. That didn't used to be the case back in like 2010, when like Steve Stricker, and Bill Haas is winning this event. It seems like the longer guys now, um, they can hit over a little bit more of the trouble than, you know, they probably could, you know, like 10 years ago. I got you. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, like I think course history matters a little bit. Like I don't want to see somebody who's never done well here, but it's like putting all your eggs in one basket when you see a guy like JT or Rory can miss the fucking cut here. It's a little terrifying. So, uh, but yeah, I, listen, I'm with Kenny. I love JT this week. Um, I I'm hoping I can get some six K guys out of you two tonight, so I can figure out how I can stuff Scotty and JT into a lineup and not feel completely disgusted by it. Um, because I mean, look, what do we say last year? Like, can't Scotty can't win again, right? And then he just went on like an all-time heater, like a Jason Day like like heater. So, um, yeah, I, I would, I want, I want to see if I can figure out a way to get two 10k guys in there. If I can find some gems down in the sixes, because I'm fine with a lot of these guys in the sevens, um, especially in the high sevens. So, yeah, I, I, those are my two favorite up there. Um, but I mean, I think, I'm pretty sure you can go Scotty JT and low sevens and yeah. not touch the sixes. All right. I think it's doable. Well, so here's what happens, though, Kenny. I get greedy, and I'm like, all right, I want to sneak up into the eights. How big of a difference is there between the $7,300 guy and the $6,600 guy? And every week they tell me there's a big difference after I put them in my life. There's a pretty big difference. Exactly. At least at least you get to, like, 7,300, 7,400. There tends to be a pretty big difference, I think, than, like, you know, if you got to go – uh, get eight hundred more dollars, and you go like sixty five hundred or something like that. Then you're really yeah. digging. I mean, I do that. So 
Don't don't yeah. get me wrong. If I see something down there, uh, because oh, yeah. I like to be a little bit more aggressive in my cash plays ever since it went down to 65 and 65. Uh, ties yeah. from 70, uh, I tend to be a little bit more aggressive. And I like having three studs and then one punt play. That's usually how I go with my cash game cornerstones. Uh, one worry I do have for Scheffler is uh, he drove the ball so horribly. On it's Sunday, so bad. Like, I mean, like, if he pulls hook, if he pull hooks it like that here, he's going to be in trouble. Uh, I know there's no water, but he'll get into those trees. Those trees will get in his way. He'll have to punch out, yeah. and then you know he'll be lucky if he punches out. And if he punches out too far, he'll have the other side of trees blocking his way for the approach that has to go to a dog like right. Uh, you know, uh, so I'm a little bit worried about that. I mean, he's a great player; he can fix it. Uh, but he got pretty lucky on Sunday to win. I think. Oh, yeah. I mean, see, did he hit a green? Oh, not a green. Did he hit a fucking fairway on the front nine? I don't think he did. I, uh, think, I think he, he hit one, and I rejoiced holding the Scheffler. <laughs> you finally did it. You did it. And then, uh, yeah, I didn't think I didn't think I would have him sweat up Nick Taylor as the guy that was going to ruin my Sunday. I thought it was going to be Rom there. But, uh, yeah, no, no, he definitely didn't. Uh, it, I mean, he made clutch putts. He was really going to get up yeah. and down. But, yeah, off the tee. I was extremely nervous, especially down the back. Like he had the case of the lefts, and that's the one that you can't do with Scottsdale. So I can't believe he didn't go in the water on uh, ten or eleven, whichever I'm fucking holding. Uh, on on eleven, uh, yeah. We're talking about. Yeah, I actually, yeah. I actually like, brought I my, I brought my daughter, who's been a good luck charm for, me, <laughs> for uh, golf, and I actually held her uh, during that tee shot. But I'm like, please don't go in the water. <laughs> that's that's what I do. That's what I do. You know. Th- thank you, Brooke. Uh, Exploit the children. Exactly. Uh, so, you know, a couple other things before, you know, maybe move on to like the 8K range. So, you know, it seems like popular, you know, ownership starting to drop off around Tony Finale. Then you got, you know, Sungjae, you got Morikawa, Burns, Cantley. You know, uh, you know, Morikawa missed the cut last week. Uh, Cantley's been struggling. Uh, Burns played good. He should have won here at uh, Genesis. And Sungjae, even though, you know, he looks good in the statue, he doesn't really have good course fit history here. Can he do any of those guys pique your interest at all this week? Uh, not as much as the guys up top. I love Finau just like you. Uh, I'm going to play a lot of the guys Finau and up and sort of maybe miss this range because I like the 8K range too. Uh, so I can't really go hard here in the low to mid 9K range. I'm already playing too many guys up top, and I like the 8K range. So I think this is a, this is a range that I'm going to be skipping. It'll be scary, uh, you know, with Cantley in there, uh, Burns in there. Uh, I might play one of those two. I might give in. Uh, we'll see how the builds go when it comes down to it. Uh, you know, for events that top heavy events like this, a lot of the times what I'll do is I'll play like all, a, a lot more guys in this higher range at like 20 to 30%. You know what I'm saying? And then yeah. I usually don't have a guy over 40%, like 40% is my max for one player. Cool. Uh, I, I might go in a lower number for that guy and then spread myself a little bit, 20 to 30 here, which would, you know, the ownership, as we saw last week, I don't think, I think there was maybe one guy over 20%. Yeah. Uh, it was really, really spread out. So even if you're at 20%, you could still be over the field uh, in the number and you could still get a lot of combinations down here. Again, I'm a conservative, more conservative player. Uh, you know, a lot of guys will go all in on one player, uh, 80% on player. I don't go more than 40. Uh, and then I usually have like three or four, five other guys where I go 30 couple of 25s and then the rest 20 and 10s uh, for my personal ownership like it okay uh well i move into the eight thousand dollar range then so uh right up top here seems like a lot of people are going to be betting victor hovland this week he's got some drawing some ownership i mean obviously really good course history here 
Uh, he's been struggling though. A lot of his ball striking numbers have been down uh, ever since last fall. Uh, hasn't really got off to a great start uh, to a season. So Kenny, uh, what are your thoughts about Victor Hovland this week? Do you think he can get it going at a Rivera a place that's been really kind to him? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, if his ball striking is good enough, that's why he's finishing so well here because he's hitting so many more greens uh, than most, and he doesn't have to worry about his around the green play. Uh, you know, it's it's pretty – greens regulation here is pretty tough, yeah. uh, one of the hardest on tour. Uh, and if his ball striking is not on and he's out there trying to chip it uh, once every three holes, he's in trouble. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't like a lot of these top guys up here. Uh, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to roster Hovland. Uh, I don't think I'm going to roster Willie Z. I don't think I want to roster Cam Young. Uh, we could go over those in a little bit if you want. But, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to go uh, his route this week. It's it's so weird, right? So, like, when you think about what you need to be strong suited here, all the fucking bunkers, and Victor Hovland doesn't fit that profile in my head. But when you go over the course history, like you said, he's so fucking good here. It's I don't know. It, it, it's tough. His his number, his betting number, I think was more attractive uh, than playing him in, in, in DFS. At least what I got this morning, anyway. What do you guys think about Will Z? Is he healthy? Why? Like he didn't play last week. That seems a little off, right? Yeah, I mean, it does seem a little off. I mean, he looked pretty shaky at Farmers. Uh, mm-hmm. You said some very not so nice things uh, about Will Zalatoris that uh, uh, I don't think we'll ever yeah, make the line. Motherfucker- no, yeah, a, a fucking top 20 bet paying fucking juice on it. Like, with, there's no reason in the world it just completely fucking ejects. Like, uh, I was so fucking bad. Yeah. Was so, bad. so, I mean, I mean, he has, he did do, he, I think he's got one decent finish here. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a mystery right now. Like, his iron play since he's come back from the injury has not been all that sharp. Uh, he has absolutely all the tools to do well uh, at this place. Uh, you know, you think about, how he tends to raise his game on uh, really fast, difficult greens. That is Riviera. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think for me, though, you know, if he's drawing like 5 6% ownership, which I don't think he will, but if he is, no. I think you take a step. But if it's, if it's, you know, double digits or even mid-teens, I'm probably passing because there's other guys around that range that uh, that I like. So, Capper, uh, why don't you go over some of the guys you like? I'm going to hop out again because my stream is <laughs> messed up. Uh, let's see if third time. Yeah, that's fine. Gabbard, take that's it fine. That's fine. All right. Sounds good. So this whole AK race to be Kenny is like, I don't know. It's so hit or miss, man. Like I have questions about all of these fucking guys. It's, it's a terrifying range. Like Cam Young should be good. here. huge off the tee. Can't put, put a fucking lick. Uh, doesn't look good right now. Uh, but he's a guy who, what he finished second here last year? Uh, yeah. Will Zalatoris. I don't know. I don't know if he's fucking healthy. Jordan Spieth is who fucking knows? Like this, this guy is impossible to fucking peg down. Like he is so frustrating um, to have money on owning DFS, anything. He is the single most, well, not the single most frustrating Kevin Kisner and Billy Horschel. When I have money on them or against them, they go the opposite way. Those two are the most frustrating people. I've lost a shit ton of money on, which tells me I should stop. And that was my new year's resolution. that I did for a whole three weeks. Um, Tom Kim, like, he should. I feel like he should have done better. I, so I didn't see a lot on on uh, on. I didn't show him a whole lot. I don't know why he melted down. I, I assume it was his putting on, on why he kind of dropped uh, on the leaderboard. Do do we buy into Jason Day? Is he back? I mean, I, I'm in on Day and I'm in on Fowler. I mean, I think they're both back. I think yeah. Day seems like he's healthy. He's playing. I don't see him bending over all like he's an 85 year old man to try and pick up his golf ball out of the cup anymore. Uh, he says yep. he's the healthiest he's been. His performances have been extremely strong. Uh, yep. I'm in. 
Uh, yeah. I'm in on Day. Uh, and then uh, I have no problem playing him. My favorite play in the 6K range is, is your guy you can't read. It's going to be Spieth. Uh, yeah. Another guy, uh-huh. another guy, if you look, I think he gained like eight and a half strokes with his irons last week. Uh, if you yeah. look at his uh, strokes gain approach numbers, he'll have like three or four weeks of like just out of this world peak iron play where he gets like eight gains, seven strokes gain, five strokes yeah. gain. It just happens like all back to back to back. And then he sucks for like three and a half months again. And then he goes and like, then he'll have like four tournaments again where he's like getting like, you know, 12 ball striking and 10 ball striking, you know. And so you just got to catch him. And he gained eight and a half last week. Uh, but, you know, he could putt well on pole. If you watched on Sunday, he was putting for birdie from 10 to 15, 10 to 18 feet every single hole. Like, he should have moved up so much. I had him. He was only 4% owned last week. So, of yeah. course, I had to jump on him. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't really like him on Monday. But when I saw him on that, I was like, well, fuck it. You know, you go ahead and ride it with 20%. Uh, he was in my best lineup. It was inside the top 100 uh, in the in the $5. Nice. And, uh, you know, I just every, every, he just couldn't make a putt. Uh, now okay. he's going back. You know, he puts pretty well on POA, uh, you know, as well as he does, almost as well as he does on bent. So I'm hoping that putter gets there and he's, he's on one of these streets yeah. uh, where his iron mm-hmm. plane, his ball striking uh, just goes ham and he's hitting it pretty far. I know he had one, he hit one drive, I think like 349 yeah. uh, <laughs> on, on Sunday. Like yeah. he's got a little bit more juice than he used to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so I, you know, I bet him thirty-five to one as well, and I, I, like I, I love him this week. Yeah, I, I to piggyback on that, I love Spieth as well this week. So you talk about like what we're looking for this week at this place. Not a huge penalty to hitting approach shots from the rough, the fairway, because there's low driving accuracy rates anyway, and it's more important to be on the correct side of the hole, even if you're in the rough, so you have the best angle of the green. If you're in the fairway on the wrong side of the hole, you're not going to get to the pin. Probably going to end up in the same place anyways. Listen, we talk about Jordan Spieth. We don't really know where the, the, the drive's going sometimes, but he's hitting it far. You just said that, Kenny. Um, you know, it seems like he's added a lot of distance to his game. I've, you know, distance has been a little bit more of an edge, um, you know, the last, like, you know, couple of years or so. So I like Spieth in that regard. Obviously, you mentioned with the iron game, and then he's so good around the green, especially, you know, getting up and down so from bunkers. There, there, there is a little bit of scar tissue, though, with, uh, I think, from – when he was, uh, I think in the third round, he was in the mix and he ended up in that back bunker on 10. I think he took like four shots to get out of it though. So maybe that's in the back of his mind, but yeah, I, I love speed this week. Uh, I also bet him uh spoiler for tomorrow night. My scar, t- my scar tissue is a little fresher when uh, I had him first round leader and outright. And he fucking went from first round leader, then oh, yeah. fucking ejected on God. Friday. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, well, how does this even happen? He went, he, yeah. full Keegan, full Keegan. Went full, full Keegan, poor Keegan. Keegan's my boy, man. He's my favorite golfer. I, I I need a new golfer to melt down so we can stop saying full Keegan. Like, I feel uh, like we need to constantly defend Keegan. <laughs> right, Steve? I'm a, I, I'm a fan. I'm a Keegan fan. I bet him this week, too. Uh, so, nice. yeah, definitely, definitely a fan. I cashed the top 20 with him last week. I put a small outright on him just because I ran my mouth so much about him on our Sunday show. I had to put my money where my mouth was. But yeah, I cashed a nice hefty, uh, hefty top twenty on him, and he squeaked in there because my locals don't chop top twenty. So thank oh, God nice. he didn't chop. Yeah, nice. there you go. So, all right, why don't we uh, take a quick ad break uh, okay. and let's talk about Piper Golf? So the sports game or uh, golf game podcast is, Piper, is uh, partnering with Piper Golf. Uh, so what is Piper Golf? Uh, you know, so they offer uh, premium golf balls at uh, you know a little bit lower price than Pro V One. Listen, like most of you probably watching the show right now. 
you know, you probably use a Pro V1. You probably use a more premium ball, but, you know, you're costing yourself money and you probably aren't getting a lot of the benefits of using uh, that golf ball to your game. And Piper golf balls actually come at a lower price and they actually do a better job matching your handicap and your performance golfing to you know, what you need. So they have four types of golf balls. They have the green ball, which is for your higher handicaps, gives you a little extra distance uh, for anybody with uh, some slower swing speeds. You got the blue ball that's between, you know, handicaps between like, you know, five to 15, basically your mid handicap ball. It's a good combination of distance and feel. Uh, the black uh, ball, it's anyone from a scratch to a 12 can use it. It's got smooth, soft feel, uh, a little bit higher spin as well. Uh, some distance gains, but, the, you know, they, their, their best ball, though, is their gold ball. That's for anyone with a handicap less than seven. Uh, it's the equivalent of the Pro V1. It's a four-piece urethane ball. It's got a high ball flight soft feel, but what really is going to help you with Piper Golf, though, and what's really going to help your game is that it's got a lot of extra spin around the green. That's really the real way you're going to lower your scores is that, you know, think about all the times you're, you know, off the green, you skull it over, or you can't get out of a bunker or anything. You know, it, with that extra spin that Piper Golf Balls provide you around the green, you're going to lower your scores. So go to Piper.golf right now, and you'll get 10% off on your first order. Uh, you can even opt to subscribe and get scheduled shipments, and you'll get a 50% discount on any sort of you know mix of golf balls you like, and you get free shipping on any orders over $50. So go to Piper.golf right now and improve your game. What's the what's the promo code? Uh, actually, I don't know if we have a promo code. Oh, I'll have to ask that? my producer. Okay. Yeah, we gotta gotta track it somehow. We do. God damn it, Cameron, you didn't finish the ad read. All right, anyway. <laughs> well, that that was me who did it uh, on the fly. But there oh, okay. All right. God damn it. All right. Uh, <laughs> oh, under, use promo code. Uh, use promo code GGP is what I was just uh, told. All right, uh, under eight K. So, Kenny, you already said you're on Ricky Fowler at seventy nine hundred dollars. Uh, who else, you know, in the upper seven thousand dollar range right now is in your uh, player pool? I, I got two guys that I'm focusing on up here. Right. First, Wyndham Clark. Uh, he has the length, uh, you know, he can putt his ass off. He's definitely well above average around the green, coming off an extremely strong finish uh, last week. Uh, so I'm a big fan of his. Uh, I do worry his ownership might get a little high. Then I might have to think twice about him. Anytime you get a guy of his ilk, if you get him, if you're singing at like 15% or more, you're like, eh, let me think <laughs> about this one time. Uh, but, but one guy I'm going to play no matter what is going to be Taylor Montgomery. Uh, at 7,600. Okay. Now, he was a guy I did not like last week uh, right. because of how easy the greens are the putt on at um, at Phoenix. Uh, these greens, extremely difficult. Uh, one of the hardest greens to putt on from like 10 to 15 feet, inside 5 feet. It's always extremely tough. Uh, and I like him better on these harder courses to putt on because, you know, that's his shizzle. That's what the fuck he's good at. Yep. Uh, and he has the length well above average uh, around the green play well above average. You can pound it out there. People are going to miss greens anyways, with extremely low green and regulation percentage. So as long as he hits a few out there and makes a couple of putts, he can get it up and down the rest of the time to save par. Uh, I like him a lot this week uh, because we know, the guy can ball out. He went through that stretch where he was just top 10 and top 15. Every single event, I could see it happening again. Uh, big fan, 90 to 1. I got him also. So, yeah, I'm okay. Taylor Montgomery, yeah. big fan. All right. Yep. I mean, listen, like he's got a lot of things you're looking for. He, obviously, you talk about the length, really good around the green, great putter. That's really going to help here. Um, you know, And it seems like he doesn't have a particular type of surface because he just puts really well on pretty much every single type of surface. Uh, you know, I have good numbers on him in POA, bank grass, overseed, whatever. 
So yeah, I, I think it doesn't seem like too. It seems like um, the ownership is a little lower. He's $7,600. He didn't do all that good last week. Maybe it's an opportunity to get some uh, leverage on the field there. Uh, so some guys I like uh, just up on your top. I mean, you know, Wyndham Clark, it, you know, pops in the stat mile. He looks like he might draw a little ownership there. I kind of like Sahid Tagawa though this week. So didn't do very well last week uh, at, uh, at TBC Scottsdale, but this is kind of what he does. He usually alternates between a really elite finish and a really poor finish because he is really volatile. It's why he doesn't really show very well in the stat miles because he can have a great iron week and a really poor one. So you don't really know what he's getting out of it. Um, you know, that's why the ownership is a little lower. But what you do know about C8, he's really good putting on POA. Uh, he's got some distance. And this at a golf course like this where, you know, there isn't much of a penalty for being the fairway of the rough. I kind of like a guy like Sahith that, you know, can have a little bit of upside with off the tee. Really good around the green, too. So if I'm getting a lot, you know, like 5 6 7% on C8, like a guy that I think is really talented. Um I like that this week, especially as like a little bit of a pivot play over, you know, like a Ricky or Wyndham Clark or Keegan who might be drawing a little bit of ownership this week. And then there's some guys at the lower end of the 7,000 hour range that it just, I know they're not playing well, but it is kind of shocking to see them down there. Shane Lowry and Tommy Fleetwood down there. Now look like I I know that Lowry, um, you know, didn't play very well last week. He was awful. He had the recent caddy change uh, as well, but you know, listen, we're only about a month removed. He should have probably won the Abu Dhabi HSBC over in uh, Dubai over there. I think he was 54-hole leader. Yeah, he choked it away. On yeah, Sunday. he choked it away, and then he had a horrible term of the next one, and then he fired his caddy. So he's got a new guy in the bag. You know, for you know, if you want to play Narrow Street, maybe he just had to work out a little bit of the kinks. But I think he's just too talented to be $7,300. And you think about, like, all right, this is going to be difficult conditions, you know, you got to get up and down a lot. Shane Lauer is really good at that. Same thing with a Tommy Fleetwood too. Really good at getting up and down. Really great bunker player. And Fleetwood was really good last fall. I mean, he won a tournament. Like he was, the ball striking numbers were great. And he just is a little bit off to a slow start. I mean, for a guy like Tommy Fleetwood, where, you know, the winning score here is probably going to be like, you know, 15 under. Or so, you know, top 10, top 20 range, probably going to be like five, six under. That's definitely doable for Tommy Fleetwood. It doesn't seem like they're drawing a lot of ownership. So I, I, those are two guys that I noticed in the you know the lower end that I really liked. Yeah. yeah. So I I, I, I share the same sentiment on Wyndham Clark as Kenny does. It's he looks like he should play, but if this dude's going to push 15, 20, everybody's going to love him. It, it, he is just the prototypical bite you in the ass when you finally jump on him when everybody else is on him and he ends up missing the cut by you know five. Never mind. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's not even close. It's, just full eject mode. Um, so I, I think uh, I think maybe betting cad uh, where he can only hurt you uh, a little bit. I love Keegan. I'll put. I don't know if I'm going to play him in DFS. I'll probably put a. I'll probably do positionals on him again. He's just he's just not good around the greens. Like he, I don't trust him at all around the greens. Uh, but he is long off the box. He's great with his with his mid to long irons. He's figured out putting, which is so fucking weird. Uh, but. Um, yeah, he just, I mean, I know he's gaining those last two, but I don't know. Even when he was going through his hot streak, like he was still missing around the green and things like that. So I think, I think I'll just bet Keegan this week. Um, and then some of the, so Shane Lowry, uh, it, it's crazy that he's priced there. I think I just pay him just because of the price. Uh, but I, I was thinking about going back to everybody's dialing last week, who I avoided because he was everybody's dialing, and it was JT Posted. Uh, everybody was on him last week. Uh, I know he's shaky around the green, but I'm going to play a little flop lag, man. Like if, if he was kind of what I wonder what his ownership was like, he had to be high teens. Everybody was talking about him. 
Uh, he missed on everything except for off the tee. Um, he's typically not. He's typically okay around the greens. Like when he goes, he he goes. But yeah, I think yeah, I think I think this should be fine for him, man. Like he's he's long enough off off the box. Um, he putts well. So or when he's putting well, um, he can definitely do it. I mean, he pulled off what one, two, three, four top twenty fives before. Uh, the Phoenix. I mean, dude, I'll take that at low ownership right after he just burnt everybody the week before when he's coming in, he's going to come in sub eight, right? I mean, he's at 3% now that'll end up growing probably, but yeah, man, I'll take posting and then I'm going to stay on brand and there's no reason why I shouldn't with Lucas Herbert. You want to talk about a guy who only chips and putts really well and he's long off the box and everything in between is a fucking mess. It's him, right? So if everybody's missing the greens and he's going to scramble to get up and down, why not him? He's the guy who I like when he's like 20 feet out, I'm not completely like, God damn it. This is a hundred percent of bogey. I'm like, we got a shot. You know what I mean? Like we have a shot. He's a, he's an incredible putter. He's long enough off the box. Same reason I'm, I was on last week, but didn't work out last week, but I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back this week uh, to, to old the ear. What do you guys think about Kiyama? I never get him right. Me either. Like I like him all the time. And, I, and then like, I'll also a bunch of them and I'll miss the cut in the next week. I'd be like, nah, this ain't his thing. And it goes out there in top fives. Uh, yeah, exactly. The guy's like a top five or a miscut. It's like, he's like the new Siwoo. You know what <laughs> right? I'm yeah, uh, for real. Siwoo's yeah. a lot more consistent nowadays. You can't really call Siwoo the old Siwoo. Because he got uh, the good, got the good Korean wife, right? Yeah, I mean, it could be. That could be one reason. Uh, it could be the fact that, you know, <laughs> he needs to get as many starts in before he goes into the military. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, and then he has to, he also wants to play in the uh, Asian games. Uh, if he's allowed to before military service, uh, they're letting pros play in that next year. Are they? Uh, right. Now, right. Yeah. That right now he's in third. They only take the top two and the oh, top fine. two is Sungjae and Tom. Oh no. Uh, and so, and so his ass needs to play as many freaking events as possible and try and win and get as many high finishes to try and jump. He probably won't jump Sungjae, but maybe he can jump Tom. He's gonna, he's, he needs a he needs a Tanya Harding him. That's what. He, <laughs> well, he they're all boys. If it was, if it was between me and military yeah. service, I don't yeah. know what. Yeah. What Tom Kimmy's got years, man. Let let see who slip in there, man. I, that's something that I've heard that he might let happen. But the thing is, you don't let chances like that slip away. You can't yeah, do it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you only get a few chances to to not serve in the military. You get <laughs> right. maybe three tops. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like well, maybe two Olympics and one Asian game, maybe four if you're lucky. Uh, and you, you, I don't think you can not take it if no. you're invited. Uh, and so it is a team competition, I think, too, right? If, I, if I'm not mistaken, I, I'm not 100% no, no sure. No clue. No clue. I'm not 100% <laughs> sure. But it's is it, it's two years in the South Korean uh, military, right? It's a two-year yeah. stint? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know a lot of careers. I, I remember uh, Sang Moon Bay, uh, the President's yeah. Cup. That was his grand finale. And then, yeah. I mean, I think he's down on the Corn Ferry Tour now. It's too bad what happened to him. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I, it's, it, it's going to be a black day when Siwoo, if he goes to the military, especially on this I podcast. mean, all three of these guys. I know. Because it's uh, possible that all three, you know, I, even if one man's a major, a major's not technically, technically. Not, not a uh, 100% mm. guaranteed. You know what I'm saying? It's a medal in the Olympics or a medal in the Asian Games. That's it. Yeah. Well, now at least, now at least, at least, uh, at least Tom and Sanjay got. They'll have what two shots at the Asian Games? At least Tom will have probably a fucking three, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. 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 So at least they're letting the pro. Or they could just do a bent on and move and never go back. <laughs> yeah, but that that sucks too, man. Like, uh, so uh, my best friend, Sal Korean, and he's first uh, generation. 
and uh, his whole family's still over there. And like, he's like, I couldn't imagine not being able to go back. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, never mind. Like, uh, he's first generation. Uh, but you are too, right? Oh uh, yeah, I was born in Korea. Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. not even yeah. first generation American. I was born in Korea. <laughs> okay. Uh, so uh, yeah, I moved here when I was three. Okay. There you go. All right. Uh, why don't we help Capper out? And uh, why don't we go down under seven thousand dollars? So, Kenny, uh, give me give me some gems, baby. Yeah, what are some of your favorite dumpster die plays? Uh, right, down before we get that, I got to go over my favorite play, and it says Taylor Moore. Oh, sure, my, my Seven thousand two hundred. Taylor Love Moore. Love Taylor it. Taylor Moore, okay. one of my favorites. The guy is three straight top fifteens, uh, even against really really strong fields. Really big fan of his. His game has been trending upwards, and I'm just gonna keep riding it until he screws me or yep. until he gets too expensive. Uh, so I'm riding him. Now, if we get down to the 6K range, I mean, Nick Hardy, he can hit it long. Uh, he makes a bit of sense. He's really good for like 450 to 500, uh, those longer par fours. Uh, there's a yeah. bunch of those here. Uh, I think like nine of the 11 par fours are like 430 to 490. Uh, you know, so you're going to have those lengthy par fours. He's pretty good at those. Um, Andrew Putnam. You know, we were paying like 9800 for Putnam like, you know, three, four weeks ago. The guy can putt out of oh, his shit. mind. He has an incredible short game. Uh, you know, he's 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 had good success here recently uh, in his form. That's why he was $10,000 three weeks ago. Uh, you know, so, you know, I can get down on him at $6,900. Uh, Frankie Molinari, $6,800. Played well a few weeks ago across the pond. Uh, his big thing is trying to add uh, a little bit more distance off the tee, and you've seen that, uh, uh, you know, on the DP World Tour. He desperately wants to make that Ryder Cup team yeah. uh, in Italy this year. I mean, those are some of the top end guys. I mean, I could dumpster dive even more if you like. But oh, I would I, like. I, I would <laughs> like. But I'm, I'm going to ask you a question because you're 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 around uh, my age, and I constantly say this. I, I had to send Steve a picture of this that Molinari. Looks like the detective from the Pink Panther cartoon series from when we were kids. Do you remember that? I, I, I vaguely remember that. Yes, vague. I used to watch it, but it's been yeah. so long, and the brain cells I have left are not there. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. I, I was just trying to get trying to get a co-signer. He agreed once he saw the picture, but I wanted to see if I was the only insane person who fucking remembered the Pink Panther uh, detective cartoon guy. Right, I've been watching some old cartoons myself. Speed Racer. I've been watching the the original. Yeah, races races. Shit. Hell yeah. Uh, that's one of my you know favorites. there's only like there's like less than like 35 episodes or something like that? No, nah, it's 52. Okay. So it was short. It was way shorter well, than it's I 52 thought. episodes, but a lot of two-parters. Yeah. They're all like two-parters. I'm watching it all right now on Prime. <laughs> you know, smoke a little dupe, watch a little speed racer. That's like my my yeah, nightcap. That's what I do nowadays. Yeah. Like and the movie's like, like the it. most underrated movie in cinema history. I've seen that movie more times than any other movie in the history of cinema. I love it. It's my favorite movie in the world. Uh, so I would I would love a sequel from you know those Wachowski brothers. It was like the first yeah. movie they did after Matrix. Yeah, I thought crazy. it was great. But, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm in the minority on that one. So well, this is going to make Steven say, but I'm just going to derail this for a second. Um, so, so you said uh, favorite movie, right? And I know we both love a show that's insanely underrated. Where would you put Gamora in the Hall of Fame of TV shows? Oh man, it's 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 up there. It's top ten, uh, maybe Easy, even right? more, maybe even yeah. better. Uh, that show is unbelievable. The acting is so great. Uh, the character development of uh, the, the main guy uh, yeah. is he going from little you know little pussy boy son of of the Don to like 
the man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And like that final season, the way it ended was so sick. <laughs> oh, it was perfect. It was the God. perfect ending to a TV show. Oh my it, God, it was so good. Yeah, I, so many great shows get yeah. the endings wrong. Yeah. This fucking killed it. it and the movie, so in the movie in between. You saw the movie too, right? I, you know what? I didn't. I did. I, you know, I, I, you I wanted it. to watch it. I might have watched it wasted one night. I do not remember. Yeah. Uh, but you know, that whole series is incredible. So good. Incredible. So good. <laughs> so good. Anyway. Sorry, Steve. That's no okay. one else in the world could ever talk to me about Gamora, and I, I had to just break it up. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, then, why don't we transition to talking about Johnny Vegas <laughs> after that? Let's go, so, baby. All right, so I he, love Vegas this week. Vegas has been hitting the ball really good lately. Yeah. I mean, played really well last week, played really well at Farmers. Um, I don't know. Maybe uh, he was going to get a Saudi offer. It didn't happen. Now he's just, you know, he's fully committed to the PGA Tour. Now, I'm not really sure why he hasn't gone to live yet, but he's still here, and he's still hitting the ball pretty good. You know, if you just want really good ball striking from under 7000 bucks, you get that. Alex Smalley's still hitting the ball pretty well. Um, you know, he's 6,900 bucks. You can go with that. Uh, James Hahn has been hitting it well. He's been having a little problems putting in uh, around the green, but you know, former winner here. I think he's got a couple top 20 finishes in his last couple of years too. Uh, that's somewhere to go to, uh, Steven Yeager. Uh, he's worked on some speed training, hitting it a little longer. He gets up and down a lot. His course history stinks here, but that was back in like 2018, 2019. It's not really relevant at this point. Um, so that's an option to go with too. Yeah, Lanto Griffin's still down here at $6,500. He's still trying to come back from an injury, but I think he's more talented if he's right. He's definitely more talented than pretty much every guy above him. So, you know, those are, you know, some plays. And then, you know, going back up to the 7,000 hour range at flat seven, if you really wanted to have a guy who's probably one and a half percent that everybody in the golf gambling industry probably hates right now, you could probably go back to Cam Davis, who uh, no. burned everybody for two solid weeks, including me. But, Listen, you know, Australians have done pretty well at Riviera. He's a really good around the green. No one is probably going to play him. So, and he's just, a talented player. Just so, play the other Aussie. Two hundred dollars more. I like play. Herbert. I like Herbert too. Cam Davis sucks. He's not good at golf. I don't believe well, it. He's a. Uh, he, he's not good. I don't. I don't agree. Yeah, I mean, I feel like he, he burned me. Be. I don't know what happened. He burned me. At, yeah, he burned me at Amex, and like mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't go back. One of those things. Like I'll end up going back eventually, but it's too soon. The scab is the okay. scab isn't even hasn't even started yet. All right. Well, that attitude right there is why he's gonna be like one percent owned this week. Yes, well, exactly. Also, it's also because cool. he stinks at golf. He, he, <laughs> might, he you know, he might he he very well might stink at golf. <laughs> I will give you that, but he looks good on the stat sheet, though. I'll say that. So. Yes, yes. All right. Any uh, Kenny, you got any other closing th- thoughts with DFS this week? Well, man, I mean, uh, it should be a fun event. I mean, you know, a little bit easier. Hopefully, you would think to get 66 with only like 130 golfers, but hey, you never know. So we'll see. What? Uh, so I got a couple. I got a couple uh, th- questions for you. What do you think? So I know we're we're in that uh, fantasy year long fantasy golf league. What do you think of the year long fantasy golf so far? It's fun. I like it. I just don't know how to go about it. Like, should I drop guys that I have? Like, I mean, like I for like I, I like I just. You know, I've never done it before, so there's no like, right. guy that I'm like, should I? Am I doing this the right way? Like, right. Uh, like one week I I didn't want to lose anybody in my bench out, so I only played five people. That's I, I think the that's thing. a mistake. I think that might be a mistake. It is. I, I think I, yeah, I, I lost think I that week pretty handily. Yeah, I mean too. I think I shouldn't do that anymore. Uh, so so yeah. I'm trying to learn. I like it. It's fun. Uh, you know, it's yeah. something to put in there. 
Uh, and my team fucking sucks anyway. So, uh, I mean, I, uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Well, well, Kenny, I, I liked it. You beat me week one because uh, one of your guys got a hole in one and you beat me by one point. So, really? Listen, yes, you did. You did. Wow. And listen, like, I, I, I always get triggered in fantasy football when something like that happens. And I didn't think I was going to feel that way about fantasy golf, but I did, you know, I felt not happy when that happened. <laughs> my bad. Yeah. Bro, so, my like, bad. as far as like, I mean, I, I think it's more fun than I thought it would be. I think yeah. I could just probably suggest something because I agree. Like, there's some weeks where I don't really want to drop anybody, <sighs> but I have to play like four or five guys. So, probably expanded benches, I would think. I, you know, I would just say to be short, able to like to have a little short, more churn. I would say shorten the roster. It doesn't have to be or shorten the short. roster. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like you're starting guys, right? It doesn't have to be oh, like, so yeah, play like four guys. Yeah, play, yeah. Some play five guys, four guys, something like that, uh, and expand the bench a little bit. I right? mean, I guess it, but the thing is, like doing it this way, you really sort of have to pay attention. You yeah, know true. Yeah, and yeah, and you have to like. I mean, last week I lost. I had plenty of golfers, but I picked the wrong golfers. The two on my bench went ham, of course. You know, and I lost to Tybo by like. I don't know, five points, ten points. I'm like, not much. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh fuck. You know, I'm yeah. trying to figure it out. And then you, you gotta think, okay, well, this guy makes every cut, but he finishes like 58th place. Right. Or should I go with this guy who, you know, can occasionally get you a top 25, but he misses a shit ton of cuts. You know, and then, you know, he's gotta I haven't figured that out yet. Yeah, I'm doing the thing I do in fantasy football too, like where I'm like, all right, do I need a boomer bust this week when I look at the other guy's roster? Like I can project two rosters, never mind fucking one. Like, yeah, yeah, I know, yeah right. let, let's analyze both rosters, asshole. Yeah. Let me get, yeah. get about that. Um, yeah, so I think I, I, I so just for the record, I did whoop Steve's ass this week, so that was fun. Um he conceded, but you, you sent me the concede text. I'm not reverse jinxing it. What was it Saturday? I think you said no, because only three of my guys were going to make the cut. I still actually kept it pretty close to this. You did. Only, only three of my guys made the cut. I'm like, I've yeah. seen it for enough weeks. Yeah. This isn't going to go well for me. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. then Kenny, are you coming down to? Uh, are you coming down to Sawgrass this year? No, I wish. I, I've been there. I've been. I went to what the year Rory went. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm too busy at work. I'm the only you. estimator in my company. So oh, if sure. I don't work, nobody, nobody gets paid. Work. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so I'm yeah. sort of in a jam. You know, this is what happens when you do a startup. Yeah, uh, you do a startup company, and you know, I've done every job in the book so far for the company yeah. since I was the first hire, and now I am an estimator, and I, we have like six superintendents. And if I don't win jobs, people don't eat. Yeah, so, yeah. So I don't have much time for for any vacations. I wish I did. I got you, man. Yeah, I was just gonna offer you a drink at no. Blue, I know uh, you like that spot a lot. So, uh, uh, uh no, no, blue, that's, that's great, uh, man. That's a yeah. great place. Yeah, dude, I love that spot. Uh, yeah, what's the bartender's there. name with the fat blue? Uh, it, it, was, it was a great place. It's a great place. <laughs> yeah. And you, you're probably the only guy in there who recognized the golfers coming in as well. Oh, I definitely, yeah. I sat down with Brandon Chimbley and the whole golf channel guys, had, had a couple of drinks with those dudes. Uh, nice. met, the best was Sabatini. Hung out with Roy oh, really? Sabatini. Nice guy, man. So yeah. I guess we were there and we were talking about him and his wife, the Serbian, it was yeah. his girlfriend at the time. Right. Uh, she walked by our table and she overheard us talking about Rory. We were talking about how if he did what he did to Ben Crane, you know, back in the day where he like just like left his ass because Ben was playing so slow. Yeah. He was like, fuck you, Ben. I'm just going to play by myself and just walk to the next tee and just tee the fuck off and just went on <laughs> while, while Ben Crane was still on the green. Uh, he got a lot of shit for that back in the day, right? Yeah. Uh, if he did that shit today, he'd be a fucking hero. You know hero, what I'm saying? Right? Yeah, people would like yep. worship his ass if he did some yep. shit like that today. Uh, and we were talking about that and his wife overheard. And so it was me, 
And okay, I don't know if you guys know Sundog Monkey yeah. on Twitter at Sundog yeah. Monkey. Yeah, yeah, so it was me, Martin, uh, and another one of my boys. And she invited us to his table. Uh, and so nice. we sat, we sat at Roy, he was drinking Silver Oak, you know, pretty, pretty good, high class wine. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like hundred dollar bottle. I mean, it's not going to break yeah. the bank, but still hundred dollars right. a bottle. Not bad. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and so we, we drank a bunch of his wine. He wasn't <laughs> as chatty as his wife. Right. Um, his wife was very chatty and very friendly and very cordial. He just stood there, a lot of nods, a lot of head shakes, yeah. uh, stuff like yeah. that. Said a few words, but you know, no, not rude at all. We drank his wine, sat yeah. there for a good half hour. Uh, he was a nice guy. <laughs> nice man. It's <laughs> good shit. All right. Uh, you got anything else other than the shit you want to plug, bro? Or Steve, you got anything else? No, that's it. Uh, Kenny, why don't you uh, tell everybody where you can find you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at KendoVT. Uh, you can find my podcast uh, on the Mayo Media Network. It's the at Fantasy Golf. It's the Fantasy Golf Generous Podcast. Find it on iTunes, Spotify, all that good shit. Uh, YouTube as well. We do the video. And you can find my articles over at GupsCorner.com. Use promo code Kenny. Save yourself thirty percent on a on a membership to Gups Corn. Nice, thirty percent. That's a nice discount. <laughs> Sweet discount. All right. Other than that, uh, tomorrow night we got the bet. Do we have anybody tomorrow night, Steve? We don't have any. Nope. Just just us? Uh, just us going back and forth to the betting cards. Sweet. All right. Well. Listen, you guys know where to find Steve. He's over in our Discord channel. Um, I pop in occasionally. You can find me lurking on Twitter at Boston underscore Capper. Uh, other than that, fucking another elevated event, another good week. Let's fucking break DFS. Let's go. Oh.